Hey, this is Romy. And this is Aaron. Thanks for listening to our podcast where we talk all about relationships. Ladies, how guys can break your bed, not your heart. How to attract that partner of your dreams. And heal from the wounds that past relationships have left us with. It's going to be hot. And funny. With real stories to help you get your questions answered. Let's go for a ride. All right, everybody, we are back. Episode nine. How are you doing today, Romy? I am literally jazzed up right now. (laughs) I am jazzed up on life. (laughs) I am jazzed up on business. I am jazzed up on two venti coffees. Yeah. Okay. It's surprising. I got one. My friend bought me one. Whew. It's surprising your hands aren't shaking, but yeah. No. Just my eyeballs are popping out of my skull. <laughs> so I'm actually super jazzed. She's but I also love doing scare. this. It's okay, guys. What? She's not giving me the death scare. Or the no. stare. No. You're He's good. like, not today. Not today. Right? <laughs> no. I'm super stoked about this. I love doing this anyways, and you know that. Yes. I get to spend time with one of my besties. Oh. And we get to change the world. I hope so. Because yeah. I really feel like we're that genius. <laughs> I agree. So, I agree. We're doing great yeah. stuff. I'm having a good day. <laughs> so There's a buzz today. It is a buzz. Is it a buzz? It is. It's, it's really, not just my coffee. It's not just your coffee. It's There's a buzz in the air. And yeah. like good magic. Yep. I can feel it today. It is. And and so I'm going to, we can talk a little business really fast too, if you want. Sure. Um, before, before we do that though, I just wanted to make sure everybody remembers the contest. Yes. So that contest, if you guys, this is your first episode listening, what we're doing throughout this month is for you to be able to take a screenshot of the episode. If you're on Apple, if you're on Spotify, whatever it is, doesn't matter the episode. Any episode. Yeah. Yes. Take a screenshot and then post it on social media with the hashtag Romy Aaron podcast. And that's it. If you want more entries, tag people. Because every time you tag somebody, it's actually helping your chances of winning. And what are you winning? What are we doing? AirPods. <laughs> I yeah. always say it. I know that's why I just say <laughs> oh it. Oh my gosh, little brat. You'd mess it I up. always <laughs> my friend, her man or whatever bought her these things and she was like, No, AirPods. Yeah. And I was like, iPads. No, AirPods. AirPods. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't have any. Yeah. I don't even have any. We're giving them away and I don't even but I don't want them. It's all I good. like the big muffiny ones that like oh the over the ears yeah that yeah. tell dudes at the gym to leave me alone mm. mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> so I'm I'm fine with the AirPods they've been phenomenal for me <laughs> it makes me feel like a pilot too <laughs> <laughs> like I went to a lot of school uh-huh. and have a lot of education yeah. but I'm just listening to Nick Jonas <laughs> <laughs> I'm like sorry go on it's not go books. on it's not books that you're listening to yeah no I get it no okay. So that is the contest. Yes. Screenshot, make the post, social media, Facebook or Instagram. Make the hashtag Romeo and Podcast and tag a couple people. That gets you set up. And like I said, it's going to be awesome. We're going to announce it. I'm the winner um, here in a couple of weeks. So stay tuned. Sweet. So that is the announcement that I have for today. Is there any other announcements before we talk about business? Um, no more announcements. I just feel like me and Aaron are like kind of in similar situations. Yeah. Energetically right? it seems too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we've actually talked a lot on these podcasts about problems that we've had. Yeah. Right. And how to work through them. And these podcasts always haven't been happy. Right. It's been like, oh my God, this situation happened, Yep. you know, with we grief or working through things or 
Yeah. You know, they haven't always been a super positive charge behind it. Right. <laughs> but today I really honestly feel like we have good things going. We do. Like I'm not, I am on a lot of coffee, man, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I just feel like it's even more than that. When you, I didn't even wake up like this. Right. Yeah. I just kind of went into the day like this. And as it progressed, I was like, hashtag grateful. Yes. I looked at my dogs today and I was just like, <laughs> I, I am, I started crying. Yeah. You know, because I literally said, I am the luckiest mom in the world. I have two bulldogs and I'm just like, I am the luckiest mom in the world. Like yeah. I get to be your mom. Yeah. You know? And I just felt overwhelmed by that. Yeah. And yeah. So I was just kind of like, and then I just had a big business meeting for my Romy's juice spa company. Yep. Why would you start a podcast if you can't like throw some stuff in there, you know? So, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It's a package deal. Yeah. So I own Romy's Juice Spa mm -hmm. and it's fresh juices and things like that locally. And I just had a huge meeting with Kiln yeah. in Lehigh uh -huh. and they want me to sell in the cafe. They want me to be part of all the cafes in all locations. That's awesome. Right. And I'm selling it at a bar to mix with juice, you know, to mix with alcohol and different things like that. So there's just kind of a buzz. I dropped off some cleanses that I made to some people in Salt Lake today. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, man, like, I'm together. so glad I get to sit here for a few minutes for first time today. Yeah. And then, but I also know that Aaron, I'll let him share his own personal stuff. Um, has some amazing things going on too that he's creating. Yeah. And I think that's the key. Right. We're creating. Yes. Right. And I was driving and I was like, gosh, I have to make so much. Oh, er, <laughs> right. Yeah. And I go, you get to yes. make tons of juice yes. for tomorrow. <laughs> you get to, right. Yeah. And so I think that's the difference, but, um, I might be getting way off topic here, but no, you're going to feed into what we're going to talk about later. Talk like how you talk, mm -hmm. right? And it's not about, oh, I'm talking positive, right? Yeah, there's toxic positivity and then there's like legit positivity. Yeah, mm -hmm. like it's literally changing tiny words to tell the universe like, you know, this is exactly what I want. Right. And it's just tiny little things every day. It is. Right? So, yeah, I just kind of changed my mindset. I don't have to do anything. Exactly. You know, I get to. And so today is just quite so many good things. So I want you to share too, but, um, we're going to talk today about, I would say Aaron's going to say it different cause we're totally yeah. different people, but don't ever give up on love. Okay. Don't ever give up. That's a great way to frame it. Don't give up on yourself. Mm -hmm. Don't give up on love. Yeah. Um, because me and Aaron have been dark before. Sure. And, you know, we haven't even got as dark as we have been mm -hmm. on these podcasts yet, right? Maybe oh, yeah. someday we will, maybe we won't. But um, we've obviously had things happen to us and have been in extremely dark places, yeah. right? I think that's why we're so knowledgeable about things exactly. and why people listen to us, yeah. right? Um, but yeah, I really just feel like don't ever give up on yourself. And that goes for business and everything as well. But we've had situations, and again, I'll let him explain his own if he would like, mm -hmm. but I've recently had a situation where ex-boyfriend, yeah. right, yeah. that I love a lot, mm -hmm. soulmate, whatever you want to call it, yeah. um, 
has kind of like come back Mm -hmm. and we don't have titles or anything right now, but kind of reconnecting and I couldn't be happier. Um, I couldn't be more terrified, (laughs) (laughs) right? Because with no commitment and title, it kind of feels unsafe and we can talk about that too. But, um, it's just like he kind of just started coming back and it's like, I don't know what we are yet, Mm -hmm. but I, I mean, that ship sailed. Mm-hmm. We broke up mm-hmm. and we no contact for a lot of months. That's right. And one tragedy on his part and him calling me to help him through it. And I was nice enough to do it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so has kind of just opened this door of communication, but how I respond. And the reason I'm talking about this is because it's leading into, mm-hmm. I am not the same woman that he broke up with. Yeah. At all. Right. Right. And we've talked about this on other episodes, but not this deep and significant. Yeah. You have to, I will speak for ladies only. You have to make sure Mm -hmm. that your empire is so fucking on point and so 100. Mm -hmm. And I say empire. What that means for me is everything. Okay. My dogs are healthy. My relationship with God, my businesses, Mm -hmm. right? Health. My empire, yes. who I am, mm-hmm. wearing my crown, right? Is it crooked? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that your crown. bad hair. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, and so I always say that, like your empire just has to be on 100. Yeah. Um, before, I don't know, the more percentage that it's not up to par, the less percentage that somebody's going to make you happy. Yeah. And I'm hoping that makes sense. And if it doesn't, Aaron can use big, beautiful words and make <laughs> sure it makes sense. Right. <laughs> but I really do feel that with the ex-boyfriend coming back, I've changed a lot. I'm not the same person that, you know, he quote unquote broke up with so that he could find himself. Um, I'm building empires and doing all of these things. And I think, well, it's really nice, you know, that we're rekindling, rekindling. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. I couldn't be happier. Um, but I also have a life outside of him. Not that I didn't before, but it's just much different. My confidence and my self-love and self-worth are not based around him at all. Yeah. It's based around what I'm doing mm-hmm. and he's a part of it. Right. So he just comes into my life as a part, not the whole thing. So a couple of things that I want to mention here, um, the, you hit the nail on the head. Um, when you said that like, you know, first you've got to have your empire together. You yeah. got you got to have that all figured out. Um, I I want to clarify what I believe. Um, doesn't necessarily mean I'm I'm right in all instances, but there is this idea that like we have to have all of our things together. I and, knew you were gonna say that. And I know, you know <laughs> me. So I'll, I'm just trying to say is that like it's important for us to have enough self love. Yeah. That we are creating a life for ourselves independent of anyone else. That's what I was trying and, to say. Yeah. Thank you. And and that is what is going to help us determine whether we have not only the, the fortitude and the courage, but also the boundaries right. when people disrespect us. Like with this individual that you're rekindling a relationship with, if he's not going to step up in the ways that you need, the old you might be like, well, let's just give him more time or... Mm, I guess I can be okay with this or whatever. Whereas the new Romy is like, 
oh, hell no. This is how, what I need in a relationship, if that's what this is going to be. And that's what's so beautiful about it. So I guess the, the, the first thing there is just like, know that you don't have to be a perfect person with all your things together. There's a lot of things you're not going to be able to control in this life. And timing is a big deal. Right. But the one thing that you can control is how you develop that self-love and you've done that. And that's what's enabled you to be able to hold those boundaries, to have those hard conversations, to be able to communicate in a way that you couldn't before where he only not only feels respected, but he respects you. Yeah. That's a huge change lately. Yeah. Huge. And the one thing that changed um, drastically mm-hmm. is I'm not giving him ultimatums. Yes. Right? Yes. Well, if you're going to do that, then I'm good. I'm out. Yeah. No, no, no. No, no, no. We discuss things because yeah. we're grown. Yep. And then he has a choice. <laughs> right. And self-love, self-worth is because I know what I want. Right. It's not about, I'm not going to tolerate that. <laughs> That's right? right. That's a different attitude. It is. So this is what I need for yeah. myself right. to maintain my empire That's at right. 100%. Right. And that's okay if you can't do that. Yep. That's okay if you disagree. Exactly. It's okay if you don't want to give it to me. (laughs) That's right. Okay? And it's not about, I'm going to go find someone else then. Then you have to decide for yourself. Yeah. Am I willing to bend on this or is this non-negotiable? So one of the things- that's where I'm at now. Yeah. And and you talked to me about this earlier, even today. Yeah. So we want to dive deep. We're going to dive deep. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So- situation where there's something that you may not agree with that's going on currently with, you know, with that individual. Mm -hmm. Um, and you asked me what I thought, um, to do, like, do you bring it up to the guy when there's something that you don't actually love that's happening that you don't agree with? And if you are wanting a relationship, you wouldn't stand for, if that makes sense. Um, I guess, the reason I'm bringing this up is because so, so often I see the polarizing side. I see one where it's like you have women that just speak their truth and you have those that like, Oh, I can't say anything. And we, we did this on the, we talked about this on the last um, episode, but like when you're in that space, the first thing I want everybody where guy or girl to remember is that 90% of your communication is nonverbal. And guess what? There's a high percentage of communication, even via phone. If you've connected with someone energetically, they, when I mean that is like, it's not just like, oh, wow, I got the butterflies when I met him. I'm talking about an actual relationship where you felt connected to them. And those that are listening, you know what I'm talking about. I know you do, Romy. So when you walk into a room or whether you are on the phone or whether you're not even saying anything, period. If you are feeling that way, you don't have to say anything and bring it up. The time that you need to is when? Before what happens? Oh, for me, my throat gives me brain. Yeah. Yeah. So your soul will tell you if it's time to bring something up. But many times we can actually have them learn themselves what you need in a relationship by just being so you have to honor yourself like you've been doing. But at the same time, if he's if he's talking to somebody that you don't necessarily agree with and you've already brought it up with him. 
twice. Yeah. So he knows that that's something that matters to you. He's he's spending time with someone on text and in person. Yeah. To comfort her. And I say, well, that's an emotional connection. It is. That could take a turn. Yeah. No, we're just friends. We're just friends. You have guy friends. I have her and other girlfriends. Like, we're just friends. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. That's fair. It is. Okay. I'm besties with Darren. Mm -hmm. We talk about a lot of stuff. And we've never done anything. Yep. So, I can understand why that... And that's what gives me solace, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> um, you know, yeah. so I can understand that. But I also told him like, maybe you don't feel anything, but maybe she does. And maybe one time when you guys go out and meet somewhere or something, I just think it's inappropriate, yeah. you know, and maybe something will accidentally happen and then right. you can't take it back. Right? right. But then I started realizing, Aaron, gosh, if people want to do stuff, they're going to. I can't control it. That's right. I'm not with them all the time. I can't see everything. And I got a mother effing business to run. <laughs> right? And so I just say, yeah. I don't have time to worry about it. Yes. If you want to be with me. Yeah. I did tell him the other day, I'm going to be married on October 29th, 2022. Oh, these guys you can be there or not. <laughs> right? Oh, no, yeah. I, I say what I want now. And yeah. I say, I, I want a husband again. I do. That's, that's I'm not ashamed awesome. of it. That's what I want, mm -hmm. you know, and this is just things that I say Yeah. and you don't have to do it. Yeah. Guess what? Congratulations. You don't have to. Yeah. So, but that did bother me. It's not so much anymore. Right. It's um, kind of like in the, in the back area, like towards the what liver is your <laughs> spleen up in there right <laughs> Where alcohol it's hits. not a direct colon <laughs> stomach ache it's like maybe spleen yeah wow. and so i'm watching it yeah. but it's not on the forefront of something i'm dealing with because i can't really do anything about it no you can't you know but i don't fucking like it is yeah. that okay yeah i don't like it yeah but i'm watching yeah so there you go yeah and if you're listening I don't like it. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. But, and, and that's the other thing too, you know, you know, for the, from the guy's perspective, like, well, guys or girls, actually, you don't have to like everything about the other person, what's going on in a relationship. You know, that's not a prerequisite for like, they are my person. Right. We don't have to match up exactly, but it's how we communicate through it that actually will determine that destiny. And so that's, that's kind of where I wanted to head with this. You know, how, like, when we're rekindling something, why, when do we want to do that? Is that even safe to do? And then, like, what does that even look like to make it healthy so you actually have a positive outcome? Yeah. We're talking about how to make that happen yeah. in using one instance. But, like, in your, from your perspective, Romy, like, how did you know that it was okay to be able to re-engage? And I don't mean that from a like, um, well, I never, my heart never left him. What I mean is, is that how did you know that, and maybe I'm putting words in your mouth. How did you know it was safe? You already had feelings for him. Right. So how did you know it was safe enough to re-engage in a way you could get what you wanted? Because that may so not I have So I knew him right for away. a year and a half. Yeah. Uh, longer at the time. Yeah. I dated him for a year and a half. And when he reached out to me because he had something happened, a tragedy. And then, um, 
I thought, well, I just know the real version yeah. of him. Mm-hmm. I know him. Right. I know how he's shown up for me. It doesn't matter that we broke up. Right. That shit happens all the time. Mm-hmm. But I know the real version of who he is down to his core, right? At least I think I do. Yeah. <laughs> so I've never been treated better. Never had anyone show up for me more in a relationship. So I felt like I knew him. Um, and I still feel like I do. So how did I know it was safe? He's always safe. He's always safe, right? Yeah. I guess the question was, it started feeling unsafe during certain instances. Mm -hmm. And it was with this other girl. Okay. Right? So I had to check what's going on there. Yeah. Um, Us not having any title. Yeah. We're just kind of reconnecting. So we talked about that, right? So it's... The thing that I'm learning here is patience. Sure. Major patience. Yeah. And I'm okay to be patient with progression, mm-hmm. but certain things have to be there. Oh, yeah, totally. Do you know? I'm not going to sit in patience right. feeling unsafe. Yeah, you don't date based on perspective. Or, no. or I mean like potential. No. Yeah. And so I just go, gosh, I'm not going to sit here for another year even. Right. And stay in the same place we are now. Exactly. It ain't going to happen. Yep. Right. So how did I know it was safe to engage? Huh. He's always been safe. But the next day I met him at his work and I was literally, I was going to sing, right? And I literally was driving by uh-huh. and something just told me the night before when I was talking to him mm-hmm. and the next day. Yeah. Right. Just pull over and get him a stupid rock star thing from the gas station. And I said, the hell I am. I gave him (laughs) enough time last night and I'm going to sing right now the national anthem. And so it says, pull over right now and get him a drink and bring it to work. I ain't going in his work. I ain't been to his work since he broke up with me. I'm not doing it. And I swear to you, I will say God, my car was like, off the freeway i'm getting him a drink and i'm like oh god i guess we're doing this i'm serious right so i walk in there and i see his face yeah oh shit was this a bad mistake Mm -hmm. that's what Mm -hmm. i was thinking and he literally says to me oh my gosh hi i hadn't been in there for four months right Right. and i hadn't seen him actually for like at least three Mm -hmm. so i walk in there and he was like that's the best surprise ever And I said, the drink, I know, right? (laughs) And he was like, and so I gave him a hug and he just said, wow, it's so good to see you, you know? Mm -hmm. And we kind of just a little bit at a time started talking after that. Yeah. So I, I want to get more clarity on something that you said. You said you've repeated a couple of times now that he's always been safe. And I think in the relationship, I mean, we've talked about this before. A lot of times we either magnify the things that were not so good about a past partner or we magnify the things that were really good about them that we remember. Right. Right. If I was in your shoes, the day that he broke up with you, not safe. Not safe. And he had not shown, and I, I still don't know where everything's at, but he had not shown that he's stepping up to be able to reconcile that day of unsafety. So to me, even though all these love bids and everything are happening, I would, if I was in your shoes, I wouldn't feel safe. And so that's what I'm saying. Right. So it doesn't discount all of the work that's being done and what you're going through right now to create that safety. 
but I, that's just me. You can correct me if I'm off base here. Um, the reason that I do feel safe now yeah. is because of all the private conversations that we've had. Yes. Right. Because something will come up and I go, Oh, I don't like that. So I boom. Yes. We're handling. Is that different right? than before though? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I basically just, it's okay. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, it's okay. For a year and a half. Yeah. Do you see? Yeah. Eh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You weren't speaking your truth. Not at all. Right. And so now I just go, um, cause I love myself. Right. Yes. And I just don't have time to tolerate any nonsense. Exactly. And so I just go, yeah, I, uh, I don't really, that's not going to work. Yeah. That's not going to work. And it's okay if you choose not to change. Right. That's not going to work for me though. Yes. So there's options here. Exactly. That's the great news. Yeah. There's options for everyone. Yay, <laughs> right? We've got tons of obstacles to choose from, right? Yep. <laughs> Whole box of lucky charms. So, but yeah. I love that. But there is still times that I'm working through things like what we just talked about with this other friend girl. Yeah. Does that make me feel safe? No. Uh, absolutely not. Yeah. Okay. I'm friends with Aaron, so he did have a point. Totally. And so I kind of go, all right, let's play this out. Yep. Let's play this out, right? <clears throat> I have allergies today or something. Awesome. But, yeah, and so I just kind of let it let ride, ride yeah. and play out. Yeah. But if there was still questions that I had and stuff that I just wasn't yeah. getting clarity on that I need, yeah. I wouldn't just be quiet still. I would... Yeah, when, when emotion moves from the liver to the stomach, then you know you got to act, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I. So, it's it's literally a patience game with my eyes wide open. Right. That's the only way I can describe it, yeah. because yes, I am in love with him. Mm -hmm. I do love him very much still. Yeah. Right. Um. It's the the feelings change. I think sometimes. Mm -hmm. Right. You're not gonna as a woman like me of my caliber. Now that I recognized it after 41 years, I get it. Um, I just don't, I do have time for nonsense because I do a lot of stupid crap that wastes time. Right. Mm -hmm. But not with my heart. Yeah. Not with my heart. Right. I don't. Yeah. So, I mean, kind of like packaging this all back up. Sure. Right. So yeah. how do you know that it's safe? I don't. You don't. Uh oh. You said you did. <laughs> He said he's always been safe. And so how do you, how does Is someone... he the safest candidate for me to date? No. I, I just want to un unpack this really fast because yeah. I think this is important. So the, the idea in the head was he's always been safe, which is awesome. We've talked about what that might mean from your perspective. I've shared a little yeah. bit of mine, but for the listeners that are out there, how do you know if it's, not just safe, but like first you got to want it. You actually got to want to like re-engage with somebody that you've had in your life before. Right. And that can be conflicting and it's going to go into the second, you know, part of the podcast, which is more about, you know, how do we make decisions and right. all that. But like the, the thing that I want to get across is when we are trying to figure out whether to re-engage, you said step number one is, well, I have my life. I have my empire together. Right. That's what we have to look at first. We can't look outside of ourselves. We have to look within first. Right. That's fixed. That that's figured out, right? And because of that, what can you do when when you have those when you um, when there's something you see you don't like? Speak up. You speak up, right? Yeah. You have your truth to speak, and that enables you to not only feel more free 
but you are more empowered. And that impacts not only the relationship, but that impacts your business. That impacts how you, you know, work with your dogs that were like yeah. everything. There is a way to speak though. Yes. You know this. I do. More than most. Kind of. Because you're so good at it. <laughs> you're really good at it. Thanks. Right? I learned it. So I was just like, okay, that way isn't working. Right. I had months to think about everything that's happened, yeah. you know, seeing if I want to date new people, like what's going to happen, right? Yeah. I didn't know he was going to come back in my life. Yeah. So people that have seen us hang out together recently, mm -hmm. they say, I've never seen you guys better. Interesting. And I've never seen you guys communicate better than right now. That's awesome. And there's just a literal, genuine mm -hmm. respect. Mm -hmm. That's the biggest thing I can say mm -hmm. for each other. And, and it's not a facade because I will throat punch, bitch, if I need to. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Um, it's just a literal, general respect. I want to make sure that he's taken care of and comfortable, mm -hmm. right? So we went to a thing this weekend. Yeah. It's a military vet festival uh -huh. for two days. I was singing the national anthem at it. So honored to do that. Mm -hmm. And guys are coming up to him, you know, tons of bikers and military dudes. Yeah. You're a fucking idiot if you let this one go. <laughs> what I wanted to say was he already did. But <laughs> out of respect for him, I did not. Right. And people were asking like, is this your woman? We were not prepared to answer these questions. Yeah. So we can answer them however we want. That's right. So he tells me also that his, you know, his close friends are possibly getting engaged in different things. Yeah. And I looked at him like, uh-huh, <laughs> you know, and he goes, don't look at me like that. And I said, first of all, I'll look at you however I want. Second of all, you know what I'm thinking. Yeah. And he goes, I know. And I said, I don't need anything from you. Mm-mm. Mm -mm. If that's not what you want to do, I'm not going to force you to do that. If you like, then you put a blue ring on. What? Oh, yeah. Beyonce. And so I literally just said, I'm happy for them, which yeah. I really am. I'm happy for them, you know? And I asked him, I said, man, I dated you for a year and a half. What did I get? Mm. Oops. He said my penis. <laughs> but <laughs> I was like, yay, you're 12. Oh. <laughs> right? Yeah. But it was very interesting just to... I was protective of him this weekend. And uh -huh. the reason why was because I didn't want him getting pressured by people. Right. Dude, you're a fucking idiot if you oh, lose yeah, her that's not and fair. you're this and For that, sure. right? I think the F word is my favorite word today. But, and I thought, no, don't talk him into it. If you have to tell him how awesome I am and he doesn't see it. That's right. I don't want that relationship. No, no. Do you know? So I was very protective of that this weekend. Like, Matt, you're fine. Just you know, do whatever you want. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, sometimes I feel safe. Sometimes I feel unsafe. And I think that's the way it is in every relationship, isn't it? It is. It's, that's just real life. It is. But, but I'm watching now right. more than ever right. to make sure it's either addressed quickly or I'm going to exit the, whatever's happening. Yeah. So, I mean, like the question was, how do you know when it's safe? How do you know if it's safe to re-engage? And so you, we just beautifully walked through that. You, you shared multiple angles on the dynamic that exists right now in trying to create that relationship. And I, I think it's so beautiful because, you know, once we have that self-love and you're speaking your truth, yeah. you're right. It does change. It does ebb and flow from safety and safety because it's not like there's, well, right now, I mean, it's not an official relationship, right? Right. And so, I mean, there's tons of insafety. Yeah. 
but yet you're expressing how there's safety being created and how is that done? It was through communication. Yep. And it was you honoring yourself and he honoring himself. And, and I think that's the important thing to know is like you, and this is like somewhat formulaic. Those are the foundations to any healthy relationship. Um, the one thing that, that you talked just briefly about that I think is really important that people don't understand is that, um, that a lot of people don't you listeners. I'm sure you do. But <laughs> one of the, one of the things that a lot of people don't think about is the idea that energetically, and even from a purpose perspective beyond this world, yeah. that there is either a lesson, blessing, temporary or eternal about the people that come into our lives. And so for you to have the impression to stop, even though you were like, uh, hell no, I am not pulling over and, and giving him anything. Yeah. But you did it. And that's the thing that's really hard for most people, because if you are in that in safety mode and you're getting an impression, yeah. fear can take over. But if you are strong enough to surrender and just allow what comes and then make choices based on what is actually coming, even though it may be scary. Look at the outcomes. It doesn't mean that you're going to get the relationship of your dreams, Romy. We both know that. It may not. It might not. But the thing is, is that had you not followed that impression, we may not be talking about this, com you know, this conversation wouldn't be had. I actually think that me following that intuition, because I felt it the night before. Yeah. And I was like, no. And then I woke up in the morning and felt it. And I was like, no. Yeah. And then I got on the freeway and felt it and I was like, ugh, fine. Yeah. Right? I actually think by doing that, right. that's what changed the whole dynamic. Yeah. and Because he felt like, wow, if she's willing to do that for me, mm -hmm. right? And to think like I might be tired tonight because I was up all night dealing with that, yeah. you know? And to actually come into a place where I hadn't been for a long time at his work. Because mm -hmm. um, it was uncomfortable for me. Yeah. I was shaking in the parking lot like I hadn't been in there since before yeah. the breakup, right? So, yeah. Um, I think that's what changed though. Yeah. And, and so, following intuition, Romy, like yeah. that wasn't peaceful. You didn't yeah. just feel like, oh, this is this is the right thing. Yeah. You, you did it having full, like feeling the fear, right? Yeah. And I think that's important for people to understand the process. Like coaches talk about this all the time. I, I mean, there might be therapists to do as well, but there's, the idea of connection to heart and mind, to heart and, you know, yeah. our head. And a lot of us, we think with one, not the other. To create that alignment, it's not easy. Yeah. And you go through that fear and you go through that pain. What I would tell all the listeners, just like you went through, is make a decision based on what one of them is telling you, yeah. your mind or your heart. Make a decision and then sit with it. You made a decision the night before and you said, nope, not going to do it. Then guess what happened? It came back. Yeah. And you were feeling unsettled until you made the decision to go in and do it. Yep. And I think that's really important for all of us. So when we talk about actually, it, you know, is it safe or like when do we know it's safe? You won't know it's safe. But what you do know is what your heart's telling you. And we've just talked about how you can trust it based right. on the self-love you have. And then what do you do after? You build that communication. You are going to have to work on allowing things to happen and yeah. having patience, right? Oh, it's a patience one. Yeah. You know, 
So we talked about decisions that were followed through. Right. Right? Yeah. And outcomes. Yeah. So let's talk about something Aaron wanted to bring up today. Indecisions. Talk about indecisions. Is that fair? Yeah. We can totally talk about indecisions. Yeah. So he had some conversations recently that I wasn't there. Uh So, right? Yeah. So take it. All right. So first, I I just want to kind of kick this off. Um, There is a model that I typically use in coaching um, when it comes to indecisions. And it, I'll put it this way. Explain that word. (laughs) Indecision? I mean, indecisive, right? Yeah, indecisive. I think most people know what it is. Like, I can't make a decision? Yeah, it's like, I want this, but... I'm too scared for it, or I see both options as potentially positive. There could be multiple ways to look at it, but it's inability to make a choice, which is actually making a choice. Okay. That's the first thing I want people to recognize is that by not making a choice, the default is you made a choice. Okay. Just clarifying. And what that does energetically to your body is soul crushing. And so... What I, what I wanted to share, so we were having this conversation where um, a buddy of mine, um, he's kind of going through a situation where his his girl, um, yeah, she can't make up her mind whether they should be together or not. There's other dynamics where there's an ex that was potentially reaching out to her as okay. well. And so it's creating more a little more pressure from that end. And... And he's been, you know, kind enough to be able to be like, you know what? Like, I just have to surrender it. She's got to make the decision on her own. And I think the first thing that I'll mention around this topic is, yeah, if you're the dude, because it, it typically happens, typically happens with women more so than men in decision. And that's, that's partially due to conditioning. Like men are taught to basically, you know, lead out. And we've talked even about the dance, you know, and the expectation. You think women are more indecisive? I do. Oh. I do. And like a lot of times it's, it's a lot of times we point to like dinner as the main point of indecision. Right. (laughs) For a woman. But more so it's manifest in the bigger things that matter. And that's also because of the way the women's minds are different than men's, right? We talk about the ball of yarn versus the boxes in the attic. If you're packaging all of these variables up in one thing and women's considering all of the things together as one, it's a lot harder to make a decision than a guy that just says, oh, unpack this box, option A, B. Let's just go B. Right. It's a lot easier. Right. Um, but this is kind of what I want to get at. Um, there's a model... Well, I didn't even really share the story. I don't know how much more I want to share to keep his, um, you know, kind of keep his story to him for himself. But I will say this. Um, when, when you, when you're in a relationship with somebody and you are wanting someone to take action, but you know that you can't force them and they have to make a decision. The thing that, the thing that I would do is you first have to look at and you have to be able to speak your truth, right? Mm -hmm. This is how I'm feeling. This is what I need. And I need you to honor that. And if you can't, then like we got to figure something else out. Um, At that point, if if they can sit, what happens, and I guess I will share this part. So part of the conversation with him was, is that the moment that he did that, 
when he went through that process, she would all of a sudden feel guilty and attacked. She would feel like, oh, it's on me now. I'm the problem. And then it made it even harder for her to be able to step up and make a decision if in fact it was in his favor or not. Because all of a sudden she was feeling less than. Okay. And so this is where I want to go with it. Indecision is not necessarily some characteristic that you're born with. And okay. um, it's, it's something that is a learned behavior that usually stems from a traumatic ex- experience or just traumatic um, upbringing. Usually it's tied to the mother. It's usually tied to the mother. And so one thing that, that usually when I'm coaching um, people, like one of the models that I'll use is I'll ask the question, and Tony Robbins does this too. You can watch this stuff. and But he says, whose love did you crave the most, your mother's or your father's? That's kind of like the starting point because a lot of our traumas do, stand, do tend to stem from our early childhood. Okay. And so it's not so much – who did you love the most? It's whose love did you crave the most? I'm trying to think how I would answer that. And, and so like you find a lot of people that um, are indecisive. Yeah. What happens, and it's not, like I said, it's, it doesn't always mean it's the mother, but usually, but that's also because the mother's the nurturer at home that you tend to see more than the dad that historically has been out working while the mom is home with the kids. Right. Historically. And so here's the dynamic. You, you're home with mom and you do something wrong and she shames or she guilts you. Yeah. Then what happens? The next time, do you want to do that again? No, right. you don't want to do it. Right. And then what happens after that? Like you try to do something new and they tell you all the reasons why you can't do that. Or they like, there's, there's all the th- reasons that like, oh, we shouldn't do that. It's because that's too scary or whatever it is. I'm, I'm working through that with my own kids. I'm having to help them because of the narrative that's being told about certain things to my kids yeah. to help them feel and understand that they have freedom, that they have power, that they have the ability to make choices and make a mistake. And it's okay. Right. But then, but that problem, when you have some, yeah, when you have somebody that like does not, does not allow and empower their kids, yeah. To be able to do that, that creates this mindset of indecision at a very young age. And so then what happens is, is because it's a relational impact, even though it's your mom, you take that same mindset into other relationships. Right. You can see the same thing. Like if, if I had a traumatic experience, let, let's say um, when I was a, a child playing sports and it was around coaching, that's different than an actual relationship. But what you could tie that to is actual career. So if I'm not performing well in, you know, in sports and I have a boss or I have a coach coming down on me, I could take that same mindset and it would be applied to my work. There's these relational patterns that exist between relations, romantic or just familial. Someone that you see as a potential partner creating a family and you know what you experienced with your mom or your dad, as well as, like I said, in the coaching arena, but my ex-husband, yeah, his mom terrified of swimming oh really terrified will not right she was terrified of so many things she choked one time at a restaurant so she never would go out to eat never yeah because of one choking yep 
She was terrified of swimming. None of the kids swam. Yeah. My ex-husband would do it a little bit with me, like on vacation and stuff like that, but he didn't really, Mm -hmm. you know, wasn't his thing. None of them out of five kids. Uh, We grew up swimming, right? Always going to the community pool and things like that. We love it, right? So just similarities, like, and yeah, you're absolutely correct. Yeah, and, and, you know, tying back to what we were talking about earlier, like we look at, we look at relationships and we're like, is it safe to be able to re-engage? Should we actually re-engage with, with somebody that we desire to be with? When you have that in your mind, the indecision of like, if I do this, I'm going to be ashamed. Or if I do this, it's just not going to work out. You're already tripping over your feet and you haven't even like approached the person. Yeah. You're just shooting yourself in the foot and you're sabotaging everything. And so it's not so much about like me talking about how people that are indecisive need to figure themselves out. Like I'm not trying to come down on anybody here, but to, for us to be able to re-engage in a healthy way and, and for us to be able to like actually look at the potential of a future with them, we have to understand what we are feeling in a way and why that's coming up. We talked about different ways to do that. You know, you can ask why, then why, then why, and get down to the root of it. The other opportunity for us is to actually look at, um, when you think of the fear, you need to understand what the emotion is. And then when you understand the emotion, then you're in a power position to be able to figure out what you want to do with it. One of the things that I found to be super helpful, and if you guys have the opportunity to do this, you can do it on your own. It's really, it's really cool. Um, but it's a, it's a way to bypass the, what happens in the prefrontal cortex before it happens, before the amygdala transfers any information to the prefrontal cortex for like short-term memory or recall. So what, what you do is you use um, a metaphor to describe what that emotion is. And so like a lot of times people will describe it as like a big hairy monster. The more detail that you can provide around that is super, super helpful because it really gets into the nooks and crannies within the neurons and the cells in your body that are holding that negative emotion and those experiences that have crippled you for a long time. Understanding, defining really what that looks like, what it feels like, how nasty it is. And you're writing this out or you're drawing it, whatever it works best for you. After you do that, the next step is asking the question to yourself, what does it want from me? What does this emotion want from me? As if it's like a separate entity from you, kind of like a virus. Yeah. And sit with it for a minute. Once you've already identified what this hairy monster or whatever it is, is what does it want? And then after you've given, just like in a relationship, you talk about healthy communication, you're communicating with yourself. After you've given, after you first allowed them to share or allow whatever it is to share with you what it needs, then after understanding it more clearly, then you can ask the question, what do I need to do for you to be able to leave in peace or whatever it is? Like some people will say like, to be like thrown out of the universe or whatever it is. And and the thing is, is allow your mind as a child to just go wild when you do this, because you got to feel completely free. There's no judgment as you're going through this process. But then the next piece, after you've 
asked, what can I do or what do I need to do in order to release this? Yeah. Then metaphorically, just allow your mind to be able to sit after that, after you figured out what it is, <clears throat> and then ask if there's anything more. Because a lot of times what happens is, is sometimes we jump to conclusions or we second guess ourselves. And if you can get a confirmation that way, it's like, no, that's it. Or maybe it's like, actually, that rocket launcher that's supposed to send this guy or send this creature or whatever <laughs> yeah. it is to outer space, we need to freaking light it on fire and throw a ton of shiz in it. Like, whatever it is. But asking that follow-up question, is there anything else, is super helpful. Because it allows your inner child, it also allows your, um, um, I can't even think right now, but it allows the inner workings of your brain to truly feel understood so you can release that painful emotion. And release all of it. Yeah, exactly. And that puts you in a position where you then have power to be able to make decisions. And that is where it is. And so when you do that, the next step is creating a boundary to support it. So if you learn from that process that it's like, oh, this stemmed from this, this is what it looks like, I just released it, therefore I don't have to believe the same things I did before. Where it's gonna be too scary if I move in with that guy. Or maybe it's too scary for me to actually ask that girl to marry me or whatever it is. Right. You've rewritten the script because you've changed your physiology right. going through that. You've bypassed a lot of the barriers that the brain creates. And then you're in power. And like I said before, just like you talked about at the very beginning, what do we do because we're trying to align the heart and the mind? What do, what's that process? We have to make the decision right. and then feel how it is inside after. If you truly believe that you've, you've let go of that stuff, then you're fine. You'll be able to know. And it's not going to be easy until you actually fall through, right? Yeah. But you will have the impressions and the clarity to be able to move forward that way. I don't know. Does that make sense? It does. Cause I was actually talking to somebody in the car today on my way home <clears throat> about after I had my business meeting and stuff like that. Yeah. Just take something and go, um, a concept, right? So just literally take the concept of what do you want to be when you grow up and what are you passionate about? Right. Yeah. And then just start. Right. And you'll know really fast, like if you're supposed to do it or if it's not going to work. Right. So just like the rock star drink, <laughs> it's just like if, if the feeling would have stopped, then I would have just let it. Right. Yeah. But it didn't, it kept coming. And so I just finally made, excuse me, I have the hiccups, made a decision and just went with it. And then look what happened. Right. I finally just made a decision that, you know what? I've been passionate about fresh juice since I was in high school and reading tons of books about healing and garden of Eden and, mm -hmm. you know, cleanses and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So I just took the idea and went and there's two out of two. I am in two out of two, a hundred percent. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Indecisiveness. The person I was talking to, I'm just like, just pick something and go. Right. <laughs> because you're not getting any younger. Right. And that's the truth. Yeah. So, well, I don't know. I don't know what I want to do. I don't know what I want to do. And I was just like, well, that's okay. But forever? But where is that stemming from? Where is the indecisiveness, right? right. And, and I think that was the big, that's right. the big piece. But it's I like, did it for months too. 
You know, I don't know. I talked to my friends, including Aaron. I don't know what I want to do. But is, can you see you the know? correlation between how the business is taking off and the potential relationship that you've created with an ex? I think this is like the big key that I want to get across in this podcast. Oh, uh, I see them both at the same time. Yeah. Coincidentally. Yeah. Coincidentally. <laughs> What's your point? I think, I think the big point is that like when we are willing to own our truth, when I say own our truth, like we're standing up for ourselves, but we're willing to surrender whatever it is. Right. Like you are willing to surrender the idea that this person may not actually be in a relationship with you, but you're still like putting forth the effort. Right. You're surrendering the idea that like this, this business may potentially fail. There's been a psychology, psychological shift, Romy. Like when we used, when we used to talk even years ago, you would introduce yourself as a person that was a business owner, a successful business owner. Right. And like to start a new business with the potential of failing after all these other things that have failed in your life, not failed, but you've grown out of. Right. Like other people made bad choices that they've yeah. excluded from your life. That's what I'm saying is there, there's a big, big shift. Like you had to own that fear in a way where you're like, okay, I guess I might fail. And when you did that with one, it impacted the other. When you might fail with the boyfriend by walking in and giving him something, guess what happened? You had doors open on the juice side. And like, that's where momentum started to happen. And I, I just want the listeners to understand that it's like, this isn't about like, follow this formula to a T, but what it is, is that in your own way, yeah. you have to take a baby step of decision in relation to something that is tied towards who you view at, tied to how you view yourself. Because it really is all about self-love. You will make decisions the more self-love you have. Yeah. I've had a lot of personal failures, like with relationships and things like that, over the course of a couple of years, right? So I understand what you're saying. And so for me to make a decision and to go forward out of, you know, out of fear, right? And yeah, it's not by accident. I also want to say like businesses, I... I am accountable, right? Yeah. I'm in business by myself. Um, I'm the sole owner. Yeah. And I always have been on my other two also. Yeah. So <laughs> what I want to say is <laughs> when <laughs> when I do things myself, they don't fail. When I start inviting people, people. in, yeah. then all of a sudden it Well, I'm grateful agency, that you've right? invited me in as much as you have in that process. I have. Yes. Aaron's helped me immensely with everything in this business. So, um, I always tease him and I'm not really teasing. I say, when <laughs> I get rich, I owe you a lot of money. No, you're good. So that I, I want to share you, you started off the podcast, you know, talking about your experience with your juice. And I, I kind of wanted to share a little bit on where I'm at. Yeah, you know, please. Things. So I'm in a different position, yeah. somewhat different. Um, so you, you have actualized and got that ball rolling with your business where you've actually made money. Of course. And for me, I'm still in concept phase. And it wasn't a matter. And the reason I'm bringing this up, I mean, we talk about relationships on this podcast. This is, this is in regards to relationship with self so you can have a relationship with other people in a sure. healthy way. But for me, I have spent months trying to figure out 
what I really needed to do in terms of, and it's not just about a passion project. Like there's been opportunities that have come to provide income and, and that's been awesome. And it's, I've, I've done well. The difference here though, was I have so many times, Romy, so many times put myself out there, just like I put my heart out there for people and it's not worked out. And so like the impetus or the drive to be able to follow something that I feel compelled to do is just like, eh. And so for me to overcome that portion of indecision, just like a woman or a guy saying like, all women are this way, or like, I'm never going to find somebody like this, that type of narrative. Like, even though I would never want to say it out loud, I was still feeling it. I was still feeling like I can do whatever and I know I'm capable and I know I'm successful, but why, but it's just shown time and again, it's just not going to work. So why even put in the effort? And so for, for months, even though outwardly and I would religiously check all the boxes, you know, I'd be like, I'm clearing, I'm, I'm good. Like I'm working hard. I'm not giving up on this, but my heart wasn't fully there yet. And there was two things that I want to point out to the listeners. One was that self-love piece. I had to feel in my relationships, even though it had nothing to do with the business, in my relationships, I had to step up for myself. I had to hold healthy boundaries with those people. And the more that I did that, guess what? I got more clarity on the business, on the ideas that I needed to pursue. That was amazing. And that's why, you know, we talked about with your situation. How was, you know, there's such a great correlation between the two. The second piece that was helpful for me, and and just so you guys understand, like this project that I'm talking about, it is going to be so amazing. So I am building. (laughs) It's pretty awesome. I'm going to be the first guest. Yeah. And so much use there. That'd be so awesome. (laughs) So it's, it's actually an eco resort, but it is, um, meant for those that are wanting to up level their physical, their mental, their spiritual, and create this environment of wonder. It's going to be tree houses with, um, with, yeah, like suspension bridges, but it's also going to have a lodge with a lot of things that are coming with it. And it's going to be in phases. I mean, I, that's been the part too. It's like, as you, as you have a dream and pursue it and you have self-love and boundaries, like you can't tackle and Like they always say, like, you can't, eat an elephant in one bite like it takes a lot right and so i'm mindful of that so there's phases in which i'm doing this that i know that i can step into energetically and make it happen and then i'll level up to the next portion and the next and like it's it's just awesome i mean like i found an amazing architect that's already working on the designs like i everything's starting to come together and i've got potential partners and everything's it's just awesome to see things happen and so see, Aaron is super analytical, <laughs> right? Yeah, I am. <laughs> I was talking about this in the car at the same person. And I was just like, you know, I'm the type that's like creative. Yeah. My mind is creative. Yeah. Not that you're not, but I'm the creative type. Right. And I go, well, I want to do this. Yeah. And then I need actual somebody like you that's grounding. <laughs> grounding. That's like <laughs> analytical yeah. to actually make, Right. Like, yeah. yeah, I know, Romy, but you need foundation. And I go, eh, F all that. Right. We're just going to do this. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, that's not really a business, though. You need to have, like, a tax ID number and stuff. 
Mm. I'm like, eh, eh. <laughs> right? So it's just not the creative process. Yeah. My brain just all of a sudden short circuits and it's like, no, I don't actually want to do any of that shit. I just want to do the fun stuff. Right. Right. And so you're funny because you're super analytical and it's not to take away from who you are, but it's just like, I've been trying to help Aaron just be like, don't ask all those questions of how this is going to be and how, right. Those are like very analytical questions that you don't need the answers to Mm -hmm. literally just believe, believe. Yeah. And you can't deny that the last three months of my life have been crazy magic Yeah, with random things happening. And it's only because I will not ask any of the analytical questions. I only am waiting for things to come to me. I'm not going to get them. Yeah. And I, I, so let's, because this this, place that you're building. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. It really is. Yes. It might be a couple years out. First guess. Like, wow. Right. And so, I say that as a side note. I'm just always trying to help you. Like, just screw all the analytics. You don't need to know the whys, <laughs> no. right? And you just need to like let it come to you. Yep. And it's, yeah, it's yeah. so close. Like all of the details, like you said, like the architect and all these things are just coming to you now. Yeah. And I'm loving watching this. The beautiful thing about this. this, especially as it pertains to a relationship, I think you nailed it. You know, we we get to points in our relationship or like in your case, like the potential of a relationship where at some point decisions need to be made, yeah. right? And you just pointed out something that's so critical that I think, I, I feel like guys especially are this way. Um, women, they create the stories in their head and how everything's going to play out. Some, I'm not saying, I'm just saying in general, but guys want to know the answers. They're very logical and, yeah. and that's just how it is. Yeah. But here's the thing. It doesn't have to be about, well, I just want rainbows and butterflies, how, you know, the creative mind can be, but it's that you said one word and I think it sums up everything. It's belief. So for women to believe that something is safe, that something, some relationship should work or a business should work, whatever it is, right. it's that story that you tell yourself and how do you change that narrative? We just went through that process. So for me, myself in creating this, yeah. we just talked about it, right? I have to, I have to have a strong enough self-love to be able to create that future that I see in my head, right. just like a woman sees in a potential mate, right. like in a partner. And that's, and that's the thing. It's not about like, oh, he only has this much money in his bank account and, um, I've got to do this and this and this and this, like that is a story that you can tell yourself, right. but even that's very analytical. How do you get to believe? How do you get to that belief portion? We just talked, right? Yeah. And I and that's what's so beautiful about it because it has nothing to do with that other individual. It's believing in yourself. Believe in yourself. And your heart will be aligned with your gut. There you go. And you can make those decisions. Awesome. So, anyway. <laughs> He's always the calm, right? Before the storm. I'm like, F this. I'm on crack coffee and <laughs> somebody listen to me, please. Right? Yeah. And we're just like selling juice logic. over here. Yeah. Having fun. I literally said to somebody today, dude, listen. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Juice in hand, money in pocket. <laughs> Why are people complicating businesses? Yeah. Right? Yeah. We're not going to get in all that. But businesses fail. Why? Because you went into a damn business that you weren't passionate about in the first place. Yes. Right? 
That's same step one. Relationship. Yep. Same with relationships, right? And then I'm just like, okay, so you already knew it was doomed from the beginning. <laughs> but I'm just literally like, stop complicating relationships. Yeah. Stop complicating businesses and business as relationships all over the place. Totally. You know, just let it come to you. And believe. And believe. And you will literally see, like, your world will be so freaking magical. It's ridiculous. Yeah. We're not going to talk about it this time. Aaron knows what I'm talking about in yeah. his own life right now, too. But yeah. we're going to see how it progresses first and then maybe talk about it on the next one. Because I'm really great. excited for people to know about your <laughs> dirty little laundry, too. <laughs> that sounds so, great. That's it. That's it. Okay. All right. Thanks, Thanks so much, Thanks for tuning guys. in, guys. Thanks for listening to The Romy and Aaron Show. Make sure and follow us on Spotify or Apple to get the latest episodes. You can also follow me on Facebook at Romy Estes Meston. And you can follow me on Instagram at Aaron Says. So until the next episode, be kind and use your wise mind. And and save a horse, ride a unicorn. unicorn.